communion with us. Make sure to get the elements that you might need from your kitchen, wherever you might have it, some bread and some juice, some crackers, whatever you have. Uh, and we will celebrate uh, the beauty that is communion together as a people. And we're also going to have an amazing day of celebration as we pray and as we set in care ministers and a pastor and an elder that's a part of this church. So we're grateful that you're here with us online and we say good morning to you. Worship is from Isaiah 49, verses 3, 5 through 6. You can read with me. Listen, far flung islands. Pay attention, far away peoples. God put me to work from the day I was born. Amen. The moment I entered the world, God named can you say me? He named me. God gave me speech that would cut and penetrate. He kept his hand on me to protect me and made me his straight arrow and hid me in his quiver. God said to me, you're my dear servant, Israel, through whom I'll shine. Amen. All right, you can now lower down. <laughs> lower down. Well, some of us have been already rising up and recognizing that this morning is a part of I Have a Dream. And it's so wild that we intended to have our commissioning Sunday and talk about the dream is that messing? Okay. Thank you so much. Excellent. <laughs> she has a dream for my hair. <laughs> and the beautiful part of what we're experiencing today really is I have a dream. You know, Dr. King, uh, day is tomorrow. And on this day, we're, we're celebrating the way that we learned uh, from Dr. King. And then rewind and say, oh, how we learned from Jesus. And then rewind and go back to the scripture we read to begin with. Isaiah is saying, shine, church, shine. And we got some ways to shine this morning that are just gonna bless your socks off. So first I'm gonna invite our elders to come on up and join Scott and I and, and just know that we have been uh, prayerful and we've been listening to God in ways that uh, wow, over the last three years have been phenomenological, right? Like we had to hear the voice of God through the racket. And I don't think we ever have served God as an eldership team through racket like we did the last few years. And so we want to say thank God we were able to hear each other through the racket, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and the difference in, um, in each other's voices was so important for us to hear, that we had a divergent thinking, but we were able to come together, and sometimes some of us were less excited, but were willing and unified to love God and love each other in ways that maybe weren't even our personal preference. And then as time went on, we were saying things like, oh, what is God going to do? And, and then crazy things started happening. People started popping up 
popping up in different spots. You know, we, um, we had people, we had friends who um, suffered greatly during the last few years, suffered greatly. And, um, and they were the ones who were saying, can I go to the hospital and visit that person? Oh yeah, I, I, would, be, I would be blessed to go and be the celebrant, the officiant at that funeral. And we were watching people emerge that just took our breath away. And we kept saying, okay, you know, sometimes you watch the way things are happening and you say, oh God, what's it gonna look like after the wave goes back out? Because the wave sure did bring a lot of stuff up on the shore. And then we saw these care ministers and. I just want to invite um, those who are our candidates for care, care ministry to come on up and join us and kind of stand in front of the elders here and let them touch your back and rub your head and <laughs> all of that kind of good stuff, right? Oh my gosh, these guys, unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. You can just maybe go right over, yep. And I just want to say that every time somebody said yes in the last couple of years that felt like, Oh my gosh, thank you for saying yes. I mean, we, we, had to, we, had, we had so many funny things happen. Like, okay, I can't get into the hospital because of COVID unless I'm clergy or immediate family member. We're like, well, get on over here. We're gonna read the care minister's manual with you. We're sending it to you via email. We're gonna test you. We're gonna make a card. I mean, this was Jamie, so it's kind of like she's been here since she was in the womb. Um, so we knew that when she showed up at the hospital, she was going to bring the presence of Christ, a listening presence that was not going to put anything on the person she wanted to go minister to. And then the same thing happened with Amanda and Matt. It was like, oh yeah, we're going to walk right in. And they did walked right in. While some people weren't going to hospitals or funerals, some were able to do what they did. That was just phenomenal. And then other people were experiencing great suffering and loss and uh, in their own lives, like AJ and Hannah over the last couple years, while they were also experiencing great miracles. And I watched AJ walk over during a intentional church meeting to someone who was his senior that means old that's pretty much it about everybody and, um, certainly up here <laughs> and ask a most compassionate question Kathleen I'm not calling you old and, Kath <laughs> and Kathleen said it was so tender and so kind and compassionate the question and so you can start to pick up the charism of a person like what's the gift in that Right? And then there's our beautiful Kobe, so she'll be commissioned as a care minister and a parish nurse who was the director of hospice here and the director of the pain clinic. A lot of you would never sign up for those jobs, right? And worked in NICU with babies who were suffering for years. And, and she moved back from Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> and, um, and we're like, Kobe's back. And we are seeing gifts emerge. And then our beautiful um, 
elder who will be ordained today, Kelly Short. Come on up, Kelly. Kelly has been with us forever and ever and ever and ever. And, um, and you know, like she comes and sits in on elders' meetings and comes up with the best questions to stall us, which is really important for some of us who move too fast and need to slow down. Kelly's a great staller. <laughs> And, and, you know, for years we've been saying, Kelly, would you be able to serve on the eldership team? She's like, no. But I'm happy to come and sit with you and stall you, you know. Um, but she'll tell you what she said today. And, and then Hannah, who will be ordaining as pastor today, she's serving us as a storytelling pastor, giving us a way to know the messaging of Christ. And I went on Instagram, which you know I never do, and I was like, what you're doing is stunning. You are telling the story of God's love and the story of people who are entering God's love through reels. So if you're not friends with us on Instagram or Facebook, you're missing out on how Kelly is preaching the gospel. And you're, and, and what did I just say? The other Kelly. See, see why we need to lay hands on younger people and welcome them into the fold. Um, and, you know, and you'll be able to share out the message of Christ that someone has put together for you to let people know who yes. Jesus is. And um, nothing ill-fitting, like not anything religious or pharisaical, just the love of God spilling out. Let me, let me just add this to that. I, I mean, ultimately, that's really what this is all about. And we'll talk more about that in a few minutes, but... That's really what this is about, is recognition of giftedness, ultimately, for all of us to be more effective at proclaiming God's love mm. to a world that needs it so desperately, right? Amen. And so, um, Kobe, we're going to start with you. Why did you say yes? Will you tell everybody? You can come right to that mic. Yep. Crossroads has been at really at the center of so much of my growth in my walk with Christ, my community, and myself. I've learned to love myself and see the gifts God has given me, and the most importantly, and most importantly, the desire to live into God's plan for me with an openness that continues to bless me beyond what I can um, ever imagine. Um, I'm honored to give back to this community that sees me as my truest self. Mm. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. AJ. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Um, my yes today is in recognition that many of our Crossroads family and beyond have limitations to their worship, service, and care in the world. Some might need our care for this season of their lives um, and a partner to help accompany them towards new ways to be with God, others, or themselves. <clears throat> By focusing attention on the care we know God offers, I hope my presence can be supportive and encouraging. Um, the presence of another person during difficult times is obviously powerful, but care ministry can provide intention and attention that is different than just the familial 
togetherness because it has the intention of Jesus is Lord. And I found my work with students in crisis that this intention, even when limited to silent presence, is a great equalizer that brings alignment and understanding between the care and the cared for. And I think this is work that Jesus will do. And so I'm going to say yes today for that. Oh, amen. <laughs> Jamie. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I hate speaking in front of everyone, but <laughs> um, I just feel really blessed to be able to be a part of the care ministry team at Crossroads um, and use the gifts that I have of compassion and prayer. The scripture calls on us to carry each other's burdens, and I know that I've had family, friends, and my pastors who have carried my burdens when I needed it the most. I know what a difference it has made in my life, and I know what a difference it can make in other people's lives to feel loved and supported when you are in some of the worst times of your life. Um, and if I can in any small way help carry anyone's burden by showing up for them in their illness or sadness, pray for them and sit with them, that's what I want to do. I pray that with God's help this year and forever, <laughs> that I can walk in his grace, compassion, and wisdom and serve my brothers and sisters with a love like Jesus does. Amen. Amanda. You are. So, um, I'm saying yes to the care ministry because I desire to say yes to loving people through all life circumstances. And being a care minister is something I never thought I could do. Enough, I didn't. It was hard for me to think of sitting, you know, with people through tough times, through crisis. But, um, <laughs> sorry. God revealed some things to me during the last several years during some of the most difficult experiences um, with people I love. Um, being with them and walking them home. And during that time, he brought me joy and peace that couldn't have come from anyone else. I didn't think that was possible, but I experienced it. And <clears throat> I just want to be a vessel for others um, to bring that joy and to bring that peace even during those difficult times when I thought it wasn't possible. And I just pray that God can just use me to love others during all circumstances of their lives. Amen, amen, amen. Matthew. Good morning. Good morning. Mine is really short. I said yes because Sean told me to. Thank you. <laughs> Big elders. <laughs> <laughs> I personally say yes to this opportunity to serve the Crossroads family and greater community as a care minister because I once was bold enough to ask God to use me as his vessel on earth. Matthew 10 is God's direct response to my ask. And this opportunity is my acceptance of the commission that he has now given to me in this opportunity to serve others without any expectation of anything more than the joy, the satisfaction of knowing I have the ability to bring Jesus to others in times and in life circumstances when they need him to be near and possibly 
even need him the most. My life goal is at the end of my days to hear Jesus say to me, well done, my good and faithful servant. And if this is to be a part of my life's pathway and assignment in getting to this goal, what more can I say possibly than in the acceptance of this commission other than here I am, Lord, send me, I will go. Amen. Not so fast, not so fast. There's a whole nother paragraph. So, yeah, so I get, you sound I get, like Lee Corso. I, I get not um, so fast, Matt's email with his yes in it, and I'm like, okay, Matt's preaching Sunday. <laughs> I need Don on the, on the organ then. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, go You're ahead. Take little, little, switch, organ, y'all. little organ, yeah, come on, little organ. You know what, Claire, this is why I said yes, because I can't say no to you. (laughs) In In preparation for the celebration of the life and the legacy of Dr. King this Sunday, I offer you these words from his final speech given in Memphis the night before his assassination on April 3rd, 1968. Something to marinate on. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. And I don't mind, like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I have looked over. And I have seen the promised land. Mm -hmm. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. And so I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Amen. 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 From the valley. chapter two. <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to follow up on that. Now, so um, I decided to say yes to God because um, for a long time I always felt like my, ver- my voice is not heard. But um, I have been a part of uh, conversations with the elders for quite a while. 
and decided to say yes to God because I feel like my voice does matter and it is heard. Mm, amen. Bring that voice. And Hannah, why are you saying yes? The stories of God we grow up with form our lives. And my grandpa was United Methodist minister. And to this day, I hear stories of the ways that my grandparents impacted lives. And those people often tell stories of my grandparents being present in the best and worst moments in their life. And when AJ and I came to Crossroads in 2019, we recognized that faithful presence in the people here. I started my professional career with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, hoping to be a faithful presence. As a student, campus staff, and a manager with InterVarsity, I learned how to tell the story of God in a way that was simple enough for people to understand, but allowed people to find their place in God's story. And I had the joy of leading my friends to faith in Jesus, and I learned to listen and wait as people find their faith instead of just my faith. As the director of experiential storytelling at Albion College, I planned events for thousands of people that helped me, helped people to find their place in Albion's story. In the past year, I've become a mom and a pastor, and it's been a beautiful way to learn the love of God. I'm so grateful that this journey is so tied to the playfulness of Miles and to the partnership of AJ. I want to spend my life dreaming about the future of the church and helping people find their place in God's story. God continues to invite me to reimagine the journey of faith as living in an open field with a good shepherd. The picture in our auditorium of God's hands holding our world constantly reminds me of this longing that we share with God to see our world healed and made new. Today is a meaningful celebration of these dreams. It's a day to recognize the legacy of my grandparents and all people who have shown me the faithfulness of God. My ordination is another opportunity to renew my commitment to the love and vision of Jesus for our world. God has made my path to crossroads clear, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to continue discovering my gifts and calling with these people in this place. Amen, 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 amen. So I'm gonna invite Stacy, or actually, uh, not Stacy, Lindsay. See, that's all right, I, I know who these people are. <laughs> I just had dinner with Lindsay the other night, so. Um, Lindsay, will you play Here My Send Me just in the background here as we begin? So here's what we're gonna do. We're going to have our care ministers in the same order come here. So, Kelly, will you flank on the other side of Kobe? And Matt, will you come down this way? And our elders behind all of our care minister candidates. Jesus Christ, the only head of the church, we meet together to commission AJ, Amanda, Jamie, Matt, and as care ministers, and Kobe as care minister and parish nurse by the laying on of hands. In so doing, we recognize and affirm your commissioning in God, your Christian faith, your character, calling, gifts, and theological soundness. 
so that your faith in God and your desire to faithfully serve God may be attested by all of us, please respond to these questions by saying, I do. Do you affirm your faith, hope, and love in and for our triune God? believe you are called by God to serve as a care minister and a parish nurse. As far as you understand in your own heart, do you affirm that your true motive for living in this call are to love God and neighbor as you love yourself? Do you accept the divine inspiration of the scriptures, do you affirm and rely on the good news of Christ and welcome the ark of scripture in all matters of faith and life? And now, if you are willing and able, please respond to these vows with this promise, with God's help, I will. Will you seek to practice personal disciplines that guard your heart, nurture your spiritual life, enrich your ministry, and model the life of a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Will you faithfully pursue Christ in ministry? by the power of the Holy Spirit to minister to the sick and the broken. Encourage Christian fellowship and the unity. Further the work of the healing mission of Jesus and service to the people of Crossroads Church and Ministries. So we're going to invite you to either bow your head or take a knee, whichever you feel led to do. Elders, as we place this cross on your head, and do we have the oil? Does everybody have the oil? Let's take one right out of that bag, Sean. together, we see Jesus in you. May the one who has given you the will to do these things also give you the grace to perform them, that the work which God has brought in you be brought to fulfillment and bear fruit for God's glory in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Mother and Father of us all. Kobe Ayler, you are 
by the authority of this governing body and the recommendation of this ordaining council, we confer upon you the trust of parish nurse and care minister. Having proved the divine gift and calling to care ministry and having been consecrated to this calling according to the scriptures and by the standards prescribed by this ordaining body, you are commissioned to the ministry of care and parish nurse by the laying on of hands and prayers of these witnesses, conferring the right to visit the sick and dying of the church, provide holy listening presence, support the family in their discernment process, anoint with oil and agree with the prayer of the person, and connect family with spiritual services as the presence of Christ's body. In witness we have hereunto set our hands and seal on you this day, the 15th day of January in the year of our Lord, 2023. And all God's people said, Amen. By the authority of this governing body, recommendation of this ordaining council, we confer upon Andrew James Madsen, the trust of care minister. Having proved the divine gift and calling to care ministry, and having been consecrated to this calling, according to the scriptures and by the standards prescribed by this ordaining body, is commissioned to the ministry of care by the laying on of hands and the prayers of these witnesses, conferring the right to visit the sick and the dying of the church, provide holy listening presence, support the family in their discernment process, anoint with oil, and agree with the prayer of the person, and connect the family with spiritual services as a presence of Christ's body. In witness, we have hereunto set our hands and seal on this day, the 15th day of January, in the year of our Lord, 2023. And all God's people said, <laughs> by the authority of this governing body and the recommendation of this ordaining council we confer upon Jamie McAllister the trust of care minister having proved the divine gift and the calling to care ministry and having been consecrated to this calling according to the scriptures and by the standards prescribed by this ordaining body you are commissioned to the ministry of care by the laying on of hands and prayers of these witnesses, conferring the right to visit the sick and dying of the church, to provide holy listening presence, support the family in their discernment process, anoint with oil, and agree with prayer of the person, and connect family with spiritual services as the presence of Christ's body. In witness, we have hereunto set our hands and seal on you this day, the 15th day of January in the year 
God's people said, amen. By the authority of this governing body and on, upon the recommendation of this ordaining council, we confer upon Amanda Lane the trust of care minister. Having proved the divine gift and calling to care ministry and having been consecrated to this calling according to the scriptures and by the standards prescribed by this ordaining body, is commissioned to the ministry of care by the laying on of hands and prayers of these witnesses, conferring the right to visit the sick and the dying in the church, to provide holy listening presence, support the family in their discernment process, and to anoint with oil and agree with the prayer of the person. Connect the family with spiritual services as the presence of Christ's body. In witness, we have here unto set our hands and seal on this day, the 15th day of January, in the year of our Lord, 2000. the authority of this governing body and the recommendation of this ordaining council, we confer upon you, Matthew B. Lynn, the trust of care minister. Having proved the divine gift and calling to care ministry and having been consecrated to this calling according to the scriptures and by the standards prescribed by this ordaining body is commissioned to the ministry of care by the laying out of hands and the prayers of these witnesses, conferring the right to visit the sick and dying of the church, provide holy listening presence, support the family in their discernment process, anoint with oil and agree with the prayer of the person, and connect family with spiritual services as the presence of Christ. witness we have here unto set our hands on you and seal you this day the 15th day of January in the year of our Lord 2023 and all God's children said amen, amen. <laughs> and so if you'd like to just sides and let Hannah and Kelly come to the center. Yes, you do need to do your bow. 
Jesus. <laughs> this is for you, Ellie. Ellie. <laughs> Ellie with a K. <laughs> whoa, whoa, easy, girl, easy. You are really anointed. I'm telling you. I, I'm seeing grapes, Sean. Kelly, in the name of Jesus Christ, the only head of the church, we meet together to ordain you as an elder by the laying on of hands. And in so doing, we recognize and affirm your ordination by God, your Christian character, gifts, and theological soundness. So that your faith in God and your desire to faithfully serve God may be attested by all. Please respond to these questions by saying, I do. Do you affirm your faith, hope, and love in our triune God? Do you believe you are truly called? I do. I, there's the rest of that sentence, but I really like it. <laughs> this is how I know when people really want to get married, too, is they're saying, I do, in the middle of the bow. <laughs> do you believe you are truly called by God to serve as an elder? As far as you understand in your own heart, do you affirm that your true motives for living in this call are to love God, to love your neighbor, and to love yourself? And do you accept the divine inspiration of the scriptures, and do you affirm and rely on the good news of Christ and welcome the ark of scripture in all matters of faith and life? Kelly, uh, if you're willing and able, respond to these vows with this promise. With God's help, I will. Will you seek to practice personal disciplines that guard your heart, nurture your spiritual life, enrich your ministry, and model the life of a fully devoted follower of Christ? Will you intentionally live in a manner worthy of your high calling? Seeking always to be loving in your all-personal relationships. Conducting yourself wisely, graciously, and with integrity toward others. Will you faithfully pursue Christ, discern God's will in our community, practice holy and sound governance with these elders, strive for Christian fellowship and unity, and further the work of the mission of Jesus Christ in service to the people of Crossroads Church of Ministries. You can bow your head or take a knee. We see Jesus in you. May the one who has given you the will to do these things also give you the grace to perform them, that the work which God has begun in you may be brought to fulfillment and bear fruit for God's glory in the name of the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit, Mother and Father of us all. Amen. By the authority of this governing body and the recommendation of this ordaining council, we confer upon Kelly Short the trust of elder. Mm. 
having proved the divine gift and calling to eldership and church governance, and having been consecrated to this calling according to the scriptures and by the standards prescribed by this ordaining body, is licensed and ordained to the ministry of the gospel by the laying on of hands and the prayers of these witnesses, conferring the right to govern, administer the ordinances of the church, and discern on behalf of the flock of God. In witness, we have hereunto set our hands and seal on this day, the 15th day of January. The 14th day of January. The 15th day. I'm sorry, the 15th day of January. I got up really early. It was the 14th when I got up and looked it up. In the year of our Lord, 2023. All God's people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. amen. And Hannah. In the name of Jesus Christ, the only head of the church, we meet together to ordain you as pastor specifically pastor of storytelling and gospel messaging by the laying on of our hands. In so doing, we recognize and affirm your ordination by God, your Christian character, calling, gifts, and theological soundness, so that your faith in God and your desire to faithfully serve God may be attested by us all. Please respond to these questions by saying, I do. Do you affirm your faith, hope, and love for the triune God? I do. Do you believe that you are truly called by God to serve as a minister of the word? I do. As far as you understand in your own heart, do you affirm that your true motives for living in this call are to love God, your neighbor as you love yourself? Do you accept the divine inspiration of scriptures? And do you affirm to rely on the good news of Christ and welcome the ark of scripture in all matters of faith and life? I do. And now, if you're willing and able, please respond by saying, with God's help, I will. Will you seek to practice personal disciplines that guard your heart? Nurture your spiritual life, enrich your ministry, and model the life of a fully devoted follower of Christ. With God's help, I will. (laughs) Will you intentionally live in a manner worthy of your high calling, seeking always to be loving in all your personal relationships, conducting yourself wisely, graciously, and with integrity toward others? With God's help. will you faithfully pursue Christ in ministry, seeking by the power of the Holy Spirit to teach from the scriptures the whole counsel of God, to administer the gospel ordinances, encourage Christian fellowship and unity, and further the work and mission of Jesus Christ in service of the people
Crossroads Church and Ministries. With God's help, I will. Together, elders. We see Jesus in you, Hannah. May the one who has given you the will to do these things also give you the grace to perform them, that the work which God has begun in you may be brought to fulfillment and bear fruit for God's glory. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Mother and Father of us all, By the authority of this governing body and the recommendation of this ordaining council, we confer upon Hannah Brun Matson the trust of pastor of storytelling. Having proved the divine gift and calling to pastoral ministry of storytelling, gospel messenger, and having been consecrated to this calling according to scriptures, by the standards prescribed by this ordaining body is licensed and ordained to the ministry of the gospel by the laying on of hands and the prayers of these witnesses, conferring the right to preach the word, administer the ordinances of the church, and feed the flock of God. In witness, we have hereunto set our hands and seal on this day 15th day of January in the year of our Lord 2023 and all God's people said amen, amen and amen so will you all stand and welcome your newly oiled up anointed <laughs> and recognize ministers of the gospel in your church. Well, welcome everybody. It's, we usually do this a little earlier in the service, but welcome anyway. <laughs> and if you're new here online, in person, we would love to greet you. Um, so you can use this QR code to go and find more information about the church as well as giving us your contact information so that we're able to welcome you. If you're here in person, we'd love to meet you back at the Next Steps kiosk. After church, we have a gift for you and would love to just hear why you're here. Um, and then we, next Saturday, um, we have a retreat coming up, Relationships and the Enneagram. Um, if you've been around for a while, you know that every, about quarterly we do these retreats it's three hours to get away, reflect with God, set an intention for the year. Um, we hope that you can join us. I was at the Motions of the Soul Enneagram training that Scott and Claire lead a couple weeks ago, and I asked people, you know, how has the Enneagram impacted your relationships? And multiple people said, you know, don't say my name on this, but I'm still married. <laughs> like, the common language that the Enneagram has given people about their motives and the empathy it gives us to understand other people um, is such a gift. So if you're looking for ways to better understand the people in your life, this is a great way to make an investment in your 2023. And then our last announcement is we have a new group starting. Kelly Finn and I are going to be leading um, a five-week series on, I guess I haven't learned that yet, by Shauna Nequist, which is an amazing book. She talks about navigating change in our relationship with God. Um, I 
This book came out right when Miles was born, and it was so helpful to have a loving voice telling me, you're not bad at this, you've just never done it before. And Shauna points out that during the pandemic, almost everyone navigated change constantly. And we can either choose to buckle down and try to move against um, and kind of get dragged by the change, or we can look for the voice of God in the change and know him in new ways. So um, it's just a five-week series. If you're looking for a way to meet some new people in the church, um, this is a group for women. And um, we would love to have you. You don't have to buy the book. There's going to be a 20-minute video at the beginning of each session and then some time to reflect alone, and then some time to share in a group. So we would love to have you if you want to come. You don't have to come every week. You're still allowed to come, even if it's just once or twice. All right, and I think that's what's happening at Crossroads. Over to you. Yes, thank you so much. And um, let's just say that um, we know that it's 1136. Everybody's like, seriously, are they going to get up and preach now? This is, you got to be joking me. But... um, But let's just say we can't let this moment go by without giving you just a couple of handles around what just happened here and and about the invitation to your own life. Uh, The opening call to worship was from the book of Isaiah, and it was an invitation for you to say, you have a light that people need. You have a light. Every single person on the planet has a, a charis, a charism, a gift that God has so designed for the good of God's world, and you're doing it in all the places you do. There's no greater or lesser gifts in the body, as the body uh, we've been told by Paul, the eye can't say to the hand, be gone, I have no need of you. And so what we want to say is that we really felt like um, we wanted to take the time with the children in service so that they could have an idea about what it means to say yes to the church on their behalf. Um, All of those ministers that you saw up here either currently teach kids right now or have taught for decades. And I just wanna say that our kids um, are blessed to have a community of awesome humans uh, to help guide the way. Yes, definitely. Amen. So we're asking you to be the dream. We're saying be the dream. And uh, and how do you wanna start this, Scott? Because you have yeah. ten and a half minutes. Ten and a half minutes? Right. All right. I'll just well, then breathe we'll... over here, and you, and I'll give you a pat on the back, because you know if I get started, it won't be ten minutes. I, I can be as long-winded as you, I'll, but this won't, be a, this won't be one of those days we'll challenge that, okay? Yes. Beautiful. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, we want to talk Somebody about being the Somebody start the timer dream. and get the cattle prod. So essentially what we have been involved in today is a commissioning and an ordaining time. Um, and the reality of it is, is we're all commissioned, right? Mm-hmm. We're all sent by God, first of all, to receive God's love and then to communicate God's love. So um, in Matthew chapter 10. Will you stand with us for the reading of God's word? I want... Uh, if we could, let's receive this, uh, these thoughts today as a commissioning to ourselves and also a, com- a commissioning as a community of faith and to affirm the commissioning and ordaining that we were just a part of. Jesus speaking, as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom, the kingdom of, of heaven, heaven has, has come, come near. Heal the sick. Raise, Raise the, the dead. dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, 
freely you have received, freely give. Do not give any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. And as you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. Anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if and anyone, anyone gives, gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. And now reading from the first letter to Timothy. Command and teach these things. Don't, Don't let, let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters and give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. You may lower and sit. <laughs> so... Um, there's, there's a lot of conversation in Scripture about commissioning, uh, about uh, identification of gift and sending. Um, then there's a lot of conversation that just goes on in the church around how these practices should uh, occur, what should all the prerequisites be, uh, what does somebody in ministry, what should they look like, how should they behave. Um, and when you kind of put all of that together, it falls into what we would describe as essentially just for simplicity's sake, there's four C's that show up consistently. Um, the first C, well, let's just, I'm going to give you all four C's real quick. Um, now we'll, we'll go through them one at a time. And then that way, if we don't get through all of them, we can come back another Yeah, day. let's get through them. Let's do that. I'm trying, everybody. I'm trying. <laughs> Let's do that. So the first C is charis. Yes, charis. Charis. The word charis simply means gift. Or grace. And this, it means grace. It means gift. In Ephesians, for instance, in Ephesians 4, the scripture says, um, each one of us is given a grace. That word there is the word charis. We're given a, a grace or a gift is more literally what it means. 
and it's been apportioned to us by Christ. When he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to humankind. Mm -hmm. He gave some, it goes on to say, some to be apostles, some to be prophets, prophets some to be evangelists. Pastors, evangelists, and teachers. teachers. Yes. For the equipping of the saints. For the work of the ministry, right? So the first thing, uh, and sometimes this gets forgotten, and I would say the starting place in laying hands on somebody for some type of ministry is the recognition of giftedness. Mm -hmm. Because this is something you can't do for yourself. A gift is given to us, it's imparted. God imparts gifts. Those that were standing before us today as we prayed for them, it's us affirming what we recognize God has gifted them in. Hannah as a pastor, Kelly as an elder, our care ministers, uh, we were affirming giftedness that we saw. It can't be taught. Gifts can't be taught. They can be refined. They can be paid attention to and sharpened, but they cannot be taught. So today, we're simply witnesses of giftedness. And God has gifted each one of us in different ways. Maybe not all of us are pastors, not all of us are prophets, evangelists, teachers, but we all have different gifts that God has bestowed on us. And the invitation is to lean into that. The second C is character. So obviously we pay attention to a person's giftedness. Mm -hmm. But secondly, character. Character. Um, and not like, are you a character? Because <laughs> right. we all, we, you know, we know, we, we know that's true. Some of us people too. have the gift of character, but that's different than this character. Mm -hmm. Character, one definition, is a mental and moral quality of a person. Romans 16, 19, one version puts it this way, and most simply, I think, be excellent at what is good, be innocent of evil. Let's say that together. Be excellent, be excellent at what, what is, is good. good. Be innocent, innocent of evil. evil. I like the rest of it. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. That's yes. the rest of that. Definitely. Isn't that the, uh, so, so excellent at what is good, innocent, innocent of, of evil. evil. And the God of peace will soon crush. You guys know the song. Remember that song? Um, Some people in bad. this room weren't born when that song was written. The God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath, underneath your, your feet. feet. And I'd love to see some Satan-crushing experiences this year. I'd love yes. to see some evil happen yes. because people are bringing goodness in. Because where light comes, it dispels evil. Amen? Amen. 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 So we pay attention to the first C is charis, giftedness. Second C is character. Now, character is what is the superstructure to carry things like your giftedness. Mm -hmm. If your character doesn't keep up, with the giftedness or everything else that God bestows on your life, that's why you see people shipwreck or go sideways. It is the structure that can hold what God has given you. It's the capacity that a minister of the gospel has, as a, a, a person before God has. Our character helps hold that in place. We've watched the people that we laid hands on today. We have been with them. We've watched their structure. We've listened to their conversation. We've paid attention to it. 
There are things that show up in our character like being compassionate or forgiving, obviously, but also suffering well. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. Or being perseverant or resilient. Mm -hmm. In fact, when we were doing our internship, we always kid around about when we were doing our pastoral internship before we planted the church. It was seven years. And I don't know if anybody remembers Uncle Laban in the Old Testament. Like, Jacob had to work seven years to get a wife and then another seven years after that. Well, anyway, we were there seven years. And um, one of the most important things that... Uh, that Ed and Kathy Kathy Mannering said to us was, watch for the cross in people's life. How did they move through suffering? How did they come through on the other side? How did they have their, their theology even more sound through times of difficulty and suffering? It doesn't mean perfection. It just means that when we suffer, we don't have to go sideways we can be centered and discover God in ways that we've never known God before. And so amen, amen. and amen, that's amen. what we see amen. in the character. Now yep. let's look at competency. Now competency in some arenas would be the only thing that would be looked at. Competency is the ability to do something successfully or efficiently. But you begin to see how this works together. God's giftedness, a person's character, the, the structure of their life, and also competency. Another definition is the knowledge, skills, and abilities and behavior that contribute to the individual or organization's performance. So when I was finishing my, um, my master's work at seminary, there was a final interview about what I knew about scripture. And I found it very interesting that all the things that we were working through were more around mental constructs rather than around charis and character. And so it was like, how competent are you um, at understanding the book of Revelation? So the questions in my final interview were from the book of Revelation. So I just want you to know if anybody knows all the answers from the book of Revelation, then you're Jesus. And so... (laughs) And so I I was answering things, and of course, I'm good with verbiage, and I I have studied under the best, Dr. Robert Mulholland and his teaching on Revelation. But I kept saying things like, it's mystery, isn't it? It's mystery, isn't it? Well, this might have this grace for us, and it's mystery. So I want to say this about competency. Competency has to do with charis and character, holding the scripture in reverence and awe, mystery and humility. And then there's other things we make you do. But um, those are right. the main these are the main things. We want to hear theological soundness. We want to hear who are the people that have informed you in your learning. Where have you studied? Where have you served? How did the scripture come out of you in that moment of suffering? And Amen and amen. Anything yes. else on competency? Yes. I, in 2 Timothy uh, 2.15, this is what the scripture says. In one version, it says, make every effort to present yourself before God as a proven worker who does not need to be ashamed, teaching the message of truth accurately. My favorite ver- version simply says, study to show yourself approved. The invitation here 
incompetency is that we would be not just learners, but lifelong learners. That we wouldn't necessarily expect that we would be perfect in things like our doctrine or theology, but we would be in pursuit of understanding and delving the depths of scripture. That we would be teachable, that we would seek understanding, that we would pattern our life so that the skills that we have already been given can be honed and sharpened, that we would grow in our skill level when it comes to not only receiving and understanding the scriptures, but also in giving it away and communicating it. I'll never forget, when it comes to competency, the first time I ever spoke on a Sunday morning, uh, the title, I believe, was The Excellence of God. And I got up, and quite frankly, I just went from one mistake to the next. It was awesome. It sounded funny at first until everybody realized I wasn't intentionally messing up. He wasn't really messing up. He just couldn't find, like, the minor prophet. <laughs> so he was digging. Well, what I, what I did, you ever, <laughs> you ever go to a scripture, like you're going to, to 1 John, and you turn to 1 John, and you're actually in 2 John? And you start reading, and you're like, that doesn't sound like 1 John. It still sounds like John, but a different John book. Well, I was doing something out of the book of Nehemiah, and I was on the wrong page, I think, three times. The point was that I wasn't real competent in my delivery, but I've been on pursuit and will continue on pursuit for the rest of my life. Competency is open to incarnating the scripture that we learn. And the fourth C. So we have charis. Character. Character, competency, and the fourth C is chemistry. Chemistry. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord. Mm, let's in have the band come place. up. In one accord. All together in one accord. The scripture clearly shows, and many of you know, that this scripture is kind of the, the entrance of the day of Pentecost. They're all together. There's chemistry going on in that room. They were in one accord. That was not a Honda accord. They were in one accord mm. together. And out of that came miracles. It's the miracle of chemistry. It's critical the people that stood before us today are people of chemistry. We notice that when they walk into the room that they have a positive spiritual and emotional effect on the environment the moment they walk in. That matters. Interaction between people working together is chemistry. And when you think about it, almost everything in the church and in the scripture and in history in the church has been accomplished with chemistry in community. There's not a lot that gets done in a silo. There's times when God invites us to be away by ourselves, but it's to come back and be with. Few things in your life and mine will be accomplished outside of that seed, chemistry. How can I be with people? The disciples in the early church traveled 
Some of them traveled with Jesus, then they traveled together, they met in houses, they broke bread. And so now we travel, and we journey together, and we gather around tables, and we are led by gifted people that we applaud in their journey as we continue on in each one of our journeys, but we do this in community together. Never forget the miracle comes out of unity, mm-hmm. out of chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say this to kind of pull this together because I was thinking it the whole time um, that we were praying and speaking words over our friends today. Jesus put it this way, I will build the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Let's say it one more time. I will, I will build, build my church, church and the, the gates, gates of hell will not prevail against it. Today, there has been some building going on, but we will continue to build our part of the church that Jesus is building, which is much bigger than this church, but we're going to do our part. And we are so thrilled that we got these amazing builders that have now become a part of the team in a different way. Amen. So when we think about uh, chemistry, we just want you to stand together because there's something that sociologists call collective effervescence. And that when people come together and they actually are gathered in one place and they allow something that is greater than themselves to be picked up by what the Greek word energeo, the energy of God in people. Like you ever get near someone and you just know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm home, I'm safe, I'm held, I'm seen. I'm, I'm able to do all God has created me to do because there's an energeo, there's energy in the room. And that comes from the Holy Spirit, friends. You can't make that up. You can't whip it up. You can't conjure it up. You can't encant it up. You've got to have a way of people going into their own temple here where the Holy Spirit dwells and saying, God, we want the church to be built. We want to dream with you that the church will be built by your spirit and not by the flesh. Whatever is born of flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of the spirit brings life. And today we're holding up in your presence our lives alone and together, the, the chemistry that's in this room, the dream that you have, God, that we don't even know yet. But because there is this move of the Holy Spirit, I'm asking for fresh infillings. I'm asking for fresh gifts. I'm asking for fresh impartations that you would surprise us to come out of our own limited small mind and into the mind of Christ and the work of the Spirit. And so we're praying. And so just however you want to pray, put your hand on your heart, fold your hands, lift your hands. Open up to what God might want to do in you today by the power of the Holy Spirit who lives and reigns in us on this day.